0: Old age is ten years beyond your chronological age. The gifts of age are the time for freedom and the wisdom to create new images of oneself. The talent for living need not diminish with the passage of years.
1: Well, my day-to-day life is busy, busy, busy. Uh, Actually, uh, my what you'd call senior years are totally different from what I thought they would be. I envisioned, you know, retiring and, you know, walking hand-in-hand and all this sort of thing, but it didn't happen that way.
2: I read quite an active life. It didn't start out that way. I I imagined that retirement would make, that I could take it easy a little bit, but that didn't turn out like that at all.
3: The best time of my life was since I retired from teaching. I had the time of really... No bother, no nothing. Nothing to worry about. No complaints, no inspectors, no progress records, no syllabus, or none of these things. I'm my own boss. I can work in the garden if I want to. I need more, if I don't want to. If the day's dry, I can mow the lawn. If it's not right, I'll mow it the next day. I can go where a like. And I do. I still still travel to the west of, the dry, to the west of Ireland in the summertime. I've even, driven, I've even driven to West Park. I don't think about dying, but I know it's inevitable. I, I, the first time I was ever really ill or in hospital was uh, six, when I was 73, also trouble. And I remember saying to it, the fellow who operated me afterwards, he, he said, I, I don't know what I'll do with you. Well, I said, "There's one thing you, I can't die
4: young anyway. My name is Happy Captain George, host of Alive After 65.
0: Live After 65, the name of a twice-weekly television program in Santa Barbara, California, where I met some of those you will meet this morning. And since part of the year for the older person was a time of memories, some from there and
1: here. Well, my day-to-day life is busy, busy, busy. Uh, Actually, uh, my what you'd call senior years are totally different from what I thought they would be. I envisioned, you know, retiring and, you know, walking hand-in-hand and all this sort of thing, but it didn't happen that way. My husband developed a heart condition, and so for about 10 years, I really devoted my time to being there for him. I quit basically all of my activities, pretty much, and... uh, then he did pass away five years ago, and, of course, my world crashed in, and I thought, I, you know, this was it. I mean, my doors all closed. Mm-hmm. Nothing, just nothing I ever expected was going to happen. And then suddenly, I mean, just one door after another opened, and I realized all these latent things that I'd like to do I can do Wonderful. you know I mean I don't have to worry about what time to have dinner or anything I'm just kind of free as birds so I think one thing that amazes me that I did this was when I was 61 to I'm 66 now about 62 or something, I took a class in stage and theater dancing, you know, and I, I just enjoyed it to the hilt. And we danced to West Side Story, you know, the intro and all of this, you know, the the uh, you know like the what were they the Jets and the whatever. And oh, it was just it was I loved every moment. But of of I could never have gone to a dance class with lots of young people. They say, what is she doing? You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs>
5: The tap shoes she wanted were in the window of the children's bootery, so she went inside and asked for them. The salesman raised his eyebrows, but lifted her foot onto his metal measure, out of habit maybe. She told him her size, said it hadn't changed in sixty years. Nice that they measure the children's feet every time, she thought. But this was her second childhood, not her first. you been dancing that long too? The young man asked. Just started, she said. Had a talent for it too, but she didn't boast. Actually, she did dance as a child and had had a few more lessons lately. The shoes were a must now, especially since Edie's call. You better come on and visit now, Alice. You're going to get old. You're going to die like everybody else, so do it now. By most standards, she was ancient already, so now was the time. All those things she hadn't done when Bill was alive, she had begun to do now, just because they were in her. The perfectly harmless things she'd done as a young girl. Sailing, swimming, whistling, tap dancing. That fun-loving nature of her childhood hadn't died. She just hadn't turned it loose all those years. Now it was taking over. Let other people worry about brittle bones if they wanted to. That was their lookout. Or the impropriety of an old woman who sticks her fingers between her teeth to hail a cab. Let them think her a zany eccentric if they liked. She was through with neglecting the part of herself that wanted to play. She was thinking of taking her grandson, rafting on the rogue river with a friend of his. Better not wait on that. And of going with Edie to the Hebrides to hear the wind shriek in their ears. Do you think it's unusual for someone my age to tap? She asked the shoe salesman. Unusual, but uh, okay by me, the salesman grinned and tied the bow on the tap shoes for her. How about a demonstration? Move that stool aside, she said. I'll show you something right here. Still sitting in her chair, she let her feet beat a quick rhythm on the vinyl floor and hummed the sidewalks of New York. The salesman was impressed. You see, it'd be great therapy for somebody in a wheelchair. Anyone can learn to tap dance. The salesman wrapped up the shoes. And I'll have one of those balloons you give away too, please, she said.
1: got into i did some commercials i actually acted in a movie for cbs and i actually i acted in a movie that uh, a- unfortunately you know it couldn't be produced the man went bankrupt but that was things that i i couldn't believe i was doing but i'd always wanted to do things like this so it's <laughs> just getting to be it just more exciting every day it just keeps unfolding and it's it's a wonderful world i love it
0: are you going to continue with your dancing
1: well, to a point. Now, this is another one of my activities, and that is I'm in a kitchen band. It's called the Merry Widows Kitchen Band. Now, the <laughs> the Merry Widows is a group, just anybody that's been widowed or divorced and alone, and it's a support group, but we don't sit around and say, oh, this happened, that happened, you know. We get together, and we just support each other in an upbeat way. And uh, we go out for we have a luncheon once a month and have a speaker, whatever, and this is a spin off, and that is we have a band and we play instruments like I play the Cloroxophone. <laughs> and Clorox is a uh, bleach for laundry and it comes in a great big like gallon <laughs> white gallon. So empty of course, I put some pinto beans in, so I'm in the rhythm section, you know <laughs> and then another girl plays a scrub board, and another girl plays a mop, you know, and we have these goofy instruments. But it boils down to that we sing, and then we play uh, kazoos. You know what a kazoo is? You hum into it, the... oh, yes. kind of like Jews' harp or kazoo. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. And we entertain, now, just last Saturday, we went to respite care at the hospital. And uh, respite care is where people have uh, some family member that needs 24-hour day care. And so what they have at the hospital is a program where they can bring that person Friday night until Sunday night. And then the caregiver has some time off. But our newest thing now, last Monday we practiced, we're learning line dancing. And so it's very simple, but so the dancing continues. And it's a lot of fun. Well, I have to tell you about the group. There's one gal, Helen, and um, she's, I think, 83, and periodically her feet go to sleep. <laughs> and so any time we entertain, we have to have a chair behind Helen, and she is next to me, so when I hear, whoops, I know the feet are going to sleep, and she just sort of bends over and points her seat, but I've got to make sure she's pointing toward the chair. <laughs> so it's uh, you know, it's just, it's just fun all the way around. It's That's great fantastic. joy. Could, could you
0: hum a bit of whatever you do with your, what you call it, your... Oh, with
1: the kazoo? Yes. Oh, we do like when the Saints come marching in, or let yes. me call you the old favorites, you know. And then we have uh, song sheets we pass out, and they can request songs. And I, I actually say what we lack in talent, we make up for noise. One of my fondest memories is uh, going to the farm, and that is my mom came from a family of five. Four of them stayed on the farm, and this was a valley that my grandfather as a pioneer had settled. So they just took the whole valley, you know? The land was there, and they said, oh, we'll take this valley, and he named it Pleasant Valley. Well, when my mother was married, she moved to the city. So she was the one and only of the family that was a city slicker, as we'd say. And uh, so every summer when school was out, my sister and I would go up to the farm about 150 miles from home and stay the entire summer. And this would be back, well, it started back in the 30s, which were the Great Depression years. And I can remember the big joy was going into town. Should I hold that? Going into town, and we each got, my Auntie Inga would take the, you know, the egg crate, but we each got a bag with one dozen eggs. And we would go to the a cream as they called it and we each sold our eggs for 10 cents a dozen well we would take that nickel and go into the dairy part where the ice cream was and get three <laughs> scoops of ice cream and a cone for a nickel then we would go down to Johnson's variety store and it would take us hours to figure out what to spend with the other nickel but it usually wound up being candy and all of the candy in the little bins everything was ten for a penny so you see with you know with uh, five cents you would come out with 50 pieces of candy that would last you more or less through the week oh, and that was it's such a fond memory and I always wish that uh, somebody in the family would marry a farmer so I could send my children to the farm for the so summer good, but it didn't you. happen
6: soft money anywhere but of latter years now, a cousin of mine died and they were looking for the next of kin. He was found dead in his place. Well, none of the relations seen the, the piece in the paper, only me said. So I brought the paper down to the, the prison officer in Arbour Hill and I said we've seen this um, note in the paper that the guards are looking for the next of kin. I said, well, we're first cousins, so the the guard thought that we were doting or something. And he said to them, well, there's two women out here, they said they're relations, but I think they're doting. Oh, I said, we may be all but we not doting. I said. So we were able to answer the different questions that he asked. Well, we each got 7,000 odds. Just put away for, because uh, there's no other saving to uh, secure us for life or don't you know, for burials and anything like that, or your expenses. Well, I don't ever uh, look back much. I don't don't seem to have any great fears. No, I don't get scared. But like the the man never that came into my flat there last Christmas, he came around saying, he knocked at the door and he said, I said, who is it? And he said, oh, we're from the government. Where we're giving round call for the old people. The government has given call to the old people for Christmas. And he said, if you give me a bag, I'll be able to put the call into it. And I thought it was genuine. And of course I let him in. And they said, I was looking for a bag. And while it, another lad came in. And I had a round box, but I said, with all my rent receipts and different receipts in it. He thought it was a box of money and didn't he steal it and run away with it? and was got out on the grass the next morning. Well, this fella that stayed in, he was, he was I said, what are you waiting? I said, I'm waiting to see if the lorry come with a call. And uh, I was just, I had a bit of paper and I was scribbling. I was writing uh, the descriptions of it, was fair and thin-featured and the kind of clothes he wore. And, and he snapped the paper and I, and I took off him and I put it in my jump. And he put my hand up, he put his hand up my jump and took it over again and I cut him with the throat. And I was twisted, twisted, twisted. And he twist twist. was yelling, let me go, let me go, let me know, so I'll bite you!" So.
5: You are old, Father William, the young man cried. The few locks which are left you are gray. You are hale, Father William, a hearty old man. Now tell me the reason I pray. In the days of my youth, Father William replied, I remember that youth would fly fast and abuse not my health and my vigor at first, that I never might need them at last. You are old, Father William, the young man cried, and pleasures with youth pass away. And yet, you lament not the days that are gone. Now tell me the reason, I pray. In the days of my youth, Father William replied, I remembered that youth could not last. I thought of the future, whatever I did, that I never might grieve for the past. You are old, Father William, the young man cried, and life must be hastening away. You are cheerful and love to converse upon death. Now tell me the reason, I pray. I am cheerful, young man, Father William replied. Let the cause thy attention engage. In the days of my youth I remembered my God, and he hath not forgotten my age. Adept at the furtive knee in the groin and the elbow in the solar plexus, little old ladies jump the bus queue, waving their out-of-date passes. On the 1640 to Raheen, foraging gangs of three or four little old ladies surround the conductor and tell him to stick his peak hour fare. Little old ladies conspire to bring the economy crashing down by blocking supermarket checkouts and driving weekend shoppers insane with an endless supply of pennies counted out of their moth-eaten purses. Little old ladies spend their pensions on knuckle-dusters and karate courses. Little old ladies read poems. <laughs> My foot. The little old ladies I have seen on the 1640 to Raheen were leafing through manuals of guerrilla warfare and would spit... On the Penguin Book of Contemporary Verse, I have seen grown men break down and cry when fixed by a little old lady's eye.
2: quite an active life, it didn't start out that way, I, I imagined that retirement would make that I could take it easy a little bit, but that didn't turn out like that at all. And uh, it's, it's mainly uh, originally caused by the fact that we have a, a senior center, which is sort of a focal point for all the, all the older people, and there's a lot of activities there. I'm a good ballroom dancing. I, I say it it's somewhat reservation, but I'm a good ballroom dancer. And we have a pickup band uh, comprising, uh, and when everybody comes in at the same time, it's 16 people, just like Len Miller. Not as good, but we, at least we have the bodies. And uh, we, they, they put on a program twice, twice a week, on Tuesdays and on Thursdays, for an hour and a half prior to lunch. And naturally, I got involved with that. And we also have a senior chorus, a choir, that was led by a lady who was in the 90s, but unfortunately she died, which of course is not too unexpected when you're that old. And they needed a temporary director. And since I'm the kind of guy that doesn't like to say no, <laughs> I, uh, I ended up with the job. Now I, I must say that uh, from a technical point of view, I'm completely unqualified. I have no theoretical musical background. but. I, I figured I wouldn't need that. <laughs> so I've been the director of that group for uh, for two years now, and uh, we go out performing in hospitals and uh, at the center and at uh, other centers in town, there are more than one, and uh, we also do quite a bit of solo singing. So you sing? Oh yes.
7: So you're going to sing for me?
2: Well. <laughs> no, I wasn't planning on singing anything. But uh, well, you can yes. sing one short little verse. Yes, yes, I Couldn't can you sing. sing.
7: Crazy, crazy for feeling so lonely. Crazy, crazy for feeling so blue. I know you'd love me as long as you wanted. And someday, leave me for somebody new. Worry, why should I let myself worry? Wondering, what in the world did I do? Crazy, for thinking that my love would hold you. Crazy, for trying
10: for
9: loving you
0: Well, tell me more about your life
2: first. Uh, so that's, that's my so-called volunteer life, at least about a third of what I really do. My wife belongs to an organization that... I can't really think of it offhand. It's a retired person in America or something, volunteers. Oh, yes. It's, an, yeah. uh, it's an a really national it. organization okay. it's with local R- chapters.
7: It's R-A-P or a o or something. Yeah, something R-A-P like that. Something. Yes. Something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah.
2: And they, we are on standby with that group mm-hmm. whenever they need us for usually to do some work for a nonprofit organization like the, the, the Cancer Society, for example. Mm-hmm. They want to send out a mailing. And uh, if you start paying people to do that sort of work, you're running up quite a bill. So that's where the volunteer comes in. Most of us have a background in business, or at least in 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 some capacity. Mm-hmm. So the last mailing we had there from them was from the mission rescue, the rescue mission rather, which is for homeless people. Yes. And on short order, we were asked to take care of 8,300 pieces of mail. 8,300. So we. See, then our leader gets busy on the phone and hustles up as many people as he can. And we all go down there, have a good coffee and a donut, and then we work like dogs. Then I got uh, one of our uh, real senior members that has a theatrical background, and he came up with the idea that it would be nice for, to, for some seniors to be engaged in theatre. And actually, the first one he asked was me. And I have no background whatsoever, in theater, <laughs> none whatsoever.
1: But you never say no.
2: I didn't say no. I told him. He said, well, <laughs> I said, at least I, you, you won't get any smart-alecky answers from me. He said, well, I have no background. He said, you're the boss. So we put on a play with five seniors. So it's a silly little play. And uh, eventually uh, we brought it up. We had eight performances, including one on television. <laughs> Memories of my childhood. Yes. Yeah. Well, I got a word of advice from my older brother that that uh, has I always remember. He's incidentally he's a ballroom dance teacher at the time he was, you know? and he taught me all about ballroom dancing and all that. And his parting words said, he says he's twelve years older than I am. He says, now there's one thing for got to tell you. He said, don't ever, ever forget the names. That was the best
0: advice I ever got. And we came home to Granny. Very strict person. And I wasn't her favourite by any means, you know. Well, of course, she was an old woman, you know. She was 75 herself, you know. So I knew she was away back for a month. And um, you had to do this. You couldn't look crooked, you know. If you were asked go for a message, you went for it. You couldn't say, well, wait for the minute. That was out, you know. Well, when I came back to what I think was about nine, about nine, I think, I made my first communion in Liverpool. Now, the mother had died on um, Stevens's day, and the first communion was in March... And the father was, uh, you know, he stuck to the rules. You know, you, you have to do this and have to do it. And, of course, I was in black. We bought a black frock, black boots or shoes, I forget which, stockings and hat. My so shoe sure was like a crow, was I not? And the third part of it then, to show me up, you see, I had a partner. And the partner was dark. You know, black. And all in lace, white lace. She was a black girl, you know, you go up in tours, you know, yourself. So anyway, that, well, she gave me a bit of colour anyway. But at that time I didn't mind funny. The kids wouldn't have that now. I wasn't allowed to even a white handkerchief. Now the confirmation, I had a white frock on me. It wasn't a new one was a second-hand one. Well, days were, you know, it wasn't easy for her. She was an old woman, and he'd been at sea. He used to leave the money for her, like, you know, and it be sent. And then another time he'd forget. But she had a great friend that used to give her the things on the book, you know. So when the money came, she was paid in full you know, there's, um, they never lost out on She was, you know, very honest. And uh, she was great. She lived to be 92.
11: Let's
9: dance in style, let's dance for a while. Haven't can wait. Raising our leaders, we're getting in tune, the music's played by the, the madman mad, forever. Young. I want to be forever young. Do you really want to live forever?
10: Forever. 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 Well, I get up every day and, and know that it's a new beginning. Um, I went through a period of uh, getting older. It's not that I uh, mind getting older. I think it's looking older as a woman because (laughs) I don't know about in Ireland, but here in this country, we are so image conscious. And if you don't look 20 years old and you're a size 10 and the perfect figure... Uh, you're not eligible for anything in your life, whether it be a a relationship (laughs) or a a job or anything. And I think that view is changing. I think uh, in America especially, I think the role of the woman and the image of her is credible because we have the experience and the maturity and perhaps we can identify our purpose. And I see as we get older, it's not that I, you know, as I said, I don't mind getting older, it's looking Be older. older. Yeah. But even that, <laughs> at that, you know, you get up, you try to take care of your, your needs as far as, you know, you're eating right. And But I think mostly focusing on the purpose. How can I contribute? What can I contribute today? And how can I contribute? And so I look at being involved in what we're doing here with the Alive After 65 program in Santa Barbara as a way to reach out to people who are older and can see that there are alternatives, they have choices, they're not uh, non-productive. There's a lot of value of being a senior and there's a lot that they can contribute. So my day is I have a plan for the day. Um, I put down a little list so that I make sure, because it's real easy to get distracted. You know, people call and they demand your time mm-hmm. and attention. It's so easy to give your time and attention unless you feel you have purpose. So as long as I feel my purpose is congruent with my actions and I can stay in focus with that, then I feel I've contributed something. fortunate to be raised on the uh, beaches of Southern California. So my playground was the beach and the sunshine and the warmth and the waves and nature. So that was very special and I was able to spend a lot of time alone and there was a real connection and a feeling of something greater than myself, a real purpose and a unity and a world connection that I felt very special. So all these things that we hear about the wildlife of the beaches in California, <laughs> <laughs> none of that? Well, not in that regard. I mean, you know, there's a whole different uh, lifestyle as far as there's boating and and uh, water, jet skiing, and, uh, you know, yachting, and uh, there's a, so there's there, a were, there, were, there were no drugs or drink uh, or… No. And life. as a child, I could wander the beach alone. I never had to con- be concerned about my safety or worry hmm. that I was going to be… Uh, in a situation that I was vulnerable, it was total trust—a total trust. So you could walk the beaches and, and play. And nothing ever happened to you. No. To make you scared. No. Ever. Ever.
12: No, my mother believed in children being well fed when they were young, and then they can stand any sickness when they grow old. There was no fancy dishes in those days. You got broth made out of shin meat, and. Uh, You got turnips and you got cabbage and parsley, cabbage, and you got uh, curlies, which they don't use now. And curlies used to be lovely. They were full of iron, they were good for you. And in the wintertime, we used to get, when you come downstairs in the morning, you got an egg cup full of stuff to drink to purify your blood. It was made up of saltpetre and Epsom salts and a whole lot of mixtures like that but you had to take it, that was to keep your blood and then in May you got another mixing and you got it off a spoon, it was syrup syrup and sulphur and all mixed together and that was for the springtime you were well looked after you were taken in when it got dark and your hair was brushed and combed and fine, combed to keep it clean and your shoes were clean for to go to school the next morning we always had shoes and uh, it was shoes they nearly all wore, but they, were, they weren't fancy shoes like what they have now. They were broke shoes, you know. At Christmas, we got pump Pudding and my Uncle Eddie used to send us a rooster and a goose, and we'd have a grand time. My mother would go to Maggie Jones's and buy a shillings worth of broken toys. You were lucky if you got a doll with no eyes or maybe no legs, but it was still a toy. Not like motor cars what they get now and that. But we were happy with it. You got a boot box and put a bit of sting on and put the doll in and that was your doll's pram. And we thought it was lovely. Thought it was the bee's knees.
5: The stilly night, ere slumber's chain hath bound me, fond memory brings the light of other days around me. The smiles, the tears of boyhood's years, the words of love then spoken. The eyes that shone, now dimmed and gone, The cheerful hearts, now broken. Thus, in the stilly night, Ere slumber's chain hath bound me, Sad memory brings the light of other
8: days around me.
5: When I remember all the friends so linked together, I've seen around me fall like leaves in wintry weather. I feel like one who treads alone, some banquet hall deserted, whose lights are fled, whose garlands dead, and all but he departed. Thus, in the stilly night, ere slumber's chain hath bound me, sad memory brings the light of other days around me
4: My name is Happy Captain George, host of Alive After 65. My special guest here is Inga Gatz, and my co host is Lana. Summertime, and the living is easy. Fish are jumping, and the cotton is high. Though your daddy's rich, and your mama's good looking. So hush, little baby. Don't you cry. I'm a producer here, uh, Alive After 65. Oh, I've had some very fascinating people. The the most fascinating one was a 100, well, she's 101 now. And she teaches yoga, and her name is Ida Klein, and she's just a delightful person. She doesn't say, (laughs) you know, like they all typify these old crows, you know, lively, full of vitality. And I said to her, what do you attribute to your longevity? And she says, one day at a time. <laughs> and she does all, all the exercise. She has a class, average age 80. And the oldest one is 93. And they lie down on the floor on mats and swing their arms and their legs. And I'm only going on 78. And I don't think I can do it. <laughs> just They just put me to shame and it, it's uh, not only is finding a viable alternative to your lifestyle once you reach 65 it doesn't mean that you have one foot on the peel and the other in the grave there are all kinds of alternatives out there and this is the uh, why ours is alive after 65. we had a lady who's a television
0: program yeah
4: it's a television program here in santa barbara california but we had a lady who's a songbird lady she's 84 and she looks after injured songbirds. And she saved 300 birds last year. <gasps> she takes them into her home. <clears throat> she has a big room, has all kinds of little cages, and she feeds them with eyedroppers. And just marvelous what she's done. And, and then there's another lady in her late 70s who looks after injured possums <laughs> and takes them. Uh, and then we had uh, a man on a motorcycle who's 83, <clears throat> and he, uh, I asked him uh, how fast he's gone on the motorcycle. And he looked around the room as if he was in a mischievous style, you know, and he said, 105 miles an hour. So we must not at any time deprecate people who are older and who are physically unable. And one of the most beautiful stories I can think of is this lady had a stroke when she was 72 so she went to a rehabilitation place now this lady couldn't swim and she had to dive in a pool in a part of her rehabilitation and we had some pictures of her diving in a pool she couldn't speak and this is another thing a lot of people don't realize when somebody has a stroke they are trying to answer you and people think that they don't understand they are trying to answer you she told me about this and I could understand that and so Later on, she regained her speech. She can walk very slightly with a cane. She do, limps very slightly. All her faculties are back to normal. And the most beautiful thing, at the end of the program, she, she puts her hand on my shoulder. She says, Have you had your stroke today? And it's <laughs> marvelous, lady.
11: If you're young at, heart. young at heart, for it's hard you will find to be narrow of mind. If you're young at, heart. young at heart, you can go to extremes with impossible schemes. You can laugh when your dreams fall apart at the seams. Life gets more exciting With each passing day And love is either in your heart Or on the way Don't you know that it's worth Every treasure on earth To be young at heart Young at heart For as rich as you are It's much better by far to be young
0: We were in charge of a nurse. It was wonderful when my mother came. My mother was very pretty and always very well dressed and very gay. And she, uh, it was like a vision when she came up to the nursery to visit us, she nearly always brought us sweets and sat on the window seat and talked to us. And. We all clambered all over her. I don't mean to say she came seldom, but she must have come every day, I'm sure, because, uh, I mean, she always had to talk to the nurse about clothes. The nurse made a lot of our clothes, our underclothes, and she was a great crocheter. She did ed, put crochet edgings on all our petticoats. We wore flannel petticoats and white petticoats, and the white petticoats had to have a crochet edge. And our nickels, which were called drawers in those days, and buttoned onto a sort of bodice, they also had to have crochet edges. After breakfast, we would, <clears throat> I suppose, we would play around until you know, nurse was ready to take us out, and then we would go out for a walk and to us and I can't remember if we went out twice a day. I doubt if we did because the pram, there was always a pram with a baby, and it had to be hiked up the front steps by the maid and the nurse between them. I'm sure they didn't go through that routine twice. But when, when we came in into my walk, the first thing we always asked is mother in. And if she was in, we had the chance of seeing her on our way upstairs. And if, she, and whether she was or not, we made a mad dash into the dining room, which was just off the hall to get a lump of sugar out of a silver sugar bowl on sideboard.
8: What do you see, nurses? What do you see? Are you thinking, when you're looking at me, a crabbed old woman not very wise, uncertain to have it with faraway eyes, who dribbles her food and makes no reply when you say in a loud voice, oh, I do wish you'd try, who seems not to notice the things that you do and is forever lost in a stock in her shoe, who on resisting her not let you do as you will with bathing and feeding the long days to fill. Is that what you're thinking? Is that what you see? Then open your eyes, nurse, you're not looking at me. I'll tell you who I am as I sit here so still, as I use at your bed and as I ate at your well. I'm a small child of ten, with have father and mother, brothers and sisters who love one another. A young girl of sixteen with wings on her feet, dreaming that soon now a lover she'll meet. A bride soon, at twenty, my heart gives a leap, remembering the vows that i promised to keep. At twenty-five now, I have young of my own who need me to build them a secure, happy home. A woman of thirty, my young now grow fast, bound to each other with ties that should last. At forty, my young son's now grown, and will all be gone, but my man's still beside me it's to see I don't mourn. At fifty, once more, babies play round my knee. Again, we know children my loved one and me. Dark days are upon me. My husband is dead. I look to the future and, oh, I shudder with dread from a younger old busy rearing young of their own. And I think of the years and the love I have known. I'm an old woman now and nature is cruel. Tis her jest to make early age look like a fool. The body it crumbles, grace and vigor depart, and there now's is a stone where I once had a heart. But inside this old carcass, while a young girl still dwells, and now and again my bothered heart swells, I remember the joys, I remember the pain, and I'm loving and living my life all over again. I think of the years, all too few, gone too fast and accept the stark fact that that nothing can last so open your eyes nurses open and see not a crab but old woman look closer it's me
4: child in memory? Well when I was uh, when I was three years old preschool I was in a little play there and they they gave me a beard like I have now and my oldest my middle sister and my mother came to the to the play and my own mother didn't recognize me because I had this beard on and my sister says Don't you know who that is? She says, That's your George. She couldn't believe it. I mean, that stuck in my memory. And then I was, that's how I started in the theater. There was a traveling company coming through, and my dad had a a, a stand there that sold coffee and everything during the night, and he worked during the day, of course, too. And they needed a little boy that had taken sick in in the show. So I had blonde hair and blue eyes, and of course, a little child. And so I got into this play. So I've been in the theater for 74 years, and and it, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I'm am I'm a vital person. Sure, I have my aches and pains. If my eye starts to bother me, I'm half blind in this eye, or if I have a hernia here, you know, which I have, you know, and if anything starts to bother me, I say, go, never mind. Here, go to the hernia, and if the hernia go to my toes. <laughs> Just le- that's, that's nothing to be worried about. For God's sakes, life is here. It's now. It's a day at a time. And use what you have got. What you haven't got anymore is gone. But I have what I have. And spare time, I sleep. <laughs> so it is very, uh, At the message to those beautiful people in Ireland, it's very important that you don't die at 65. Don't let your brain die. Particularly, You get out there and do things. And if you ever come to Santa Barbara, I'll kick you in the rear end if you're not doing it. <laughs> you make
9: me feel so young. You make me feel so spring has sprung. And every time I see you grin, I'm such a happy individual. The moment that you speak. I want to go play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots You make me feel so young You make me feel There are songs to be sung Bells to be rung And a wonderful fling to be flung And even when I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do Today Cause you make me feel you make me feel so young you make me feel so spring has sprung and every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual the moment that you speak I want to go and play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon just like a toy balloon. You and I are just like a couple of tots running across the meadow, picking up lots of forget-me-nots. You make me feel so young. You make me feel there are songs to be sung, bells to be rung, wonderful fling to be flung. And even when I'm old and gray, I'm going to feel the way I do today. Because you, you make me feel so young. You make me feel so young. You make me feel so young Ooh, you make me feel so young